Hello and welcome to Tour of Truth with Krista and Company. I am so excited to say that I am actually sitting near the Sea of Galilee tonight. We actually were on a boat on the Sea of Galilee today with Carolyn Hyde, and she's here with her husband, Richard, as well, and they're from Heart of God Ministries here in Israel. I am so excited to have this opportunity to sit down with you and talk about what God is doing here in the land. Well, we're happy about this as well, (laughs) because God really is moving, you know. Maybe we'll start by telling a little bit about ourselves, but more importantly, we want to brag on what God is doing here in the land of Israel. You probably can tell from my accent, it's an American accent. We actually made Aliyah, which means literally to go up to God, but it's the word that's used in the Bible over 60 times describing the Jewish people coming back to the land of Israel. And so that's what we did 15 years ago. We made Aliyah with our family. We have five kids. And 11 grandchildren. And you were able to do that because you were an American citizen, but Carolyn is Jewish correct? Yes, I grew up near Chicago, and so we're both American citizens, but because I'm Jewish and I had the papers, you have to have documents when you make Aliyah. When you're married to a Jew, then Richard got full benefits. He's also Israeli. We met a couple the other day. The wife was Jewish, but the husband wasn't, and they didn't think that they could make Aliyah because both of them weren't Jewish. So we did some counseling with them, and they actually are looking into making Aliyah now. And you just have to be actually a quarter Jewish. Just one Jewish grand parent doesn't matter what side of the family. That's good to know for those listening because (laughs) that is what God is doing. He said that he was going to call his people back into the land in the last days. Yes. And you're seeing that happening. Absolutely. And in fact, if you look at our website under the part that says Aliyah, when you click on that, you'll see all 64 Aliyah scriptures. And when you read them all in one sitting, you see, wow, God is really serious about this. He is really calling his people home. It's no coincidence when millions of people start showing up, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And there'll be a lot of Gentiles coming because in Isaiah 49:22 it says, I will beckon to the Gentiles and you will carry my sons on your shoulders and my daughters in your arms and you'll bring us back to this land. Yes. That's why there's an Israel today. It's because God has gathered his people from the four corners of the earth and brought them back to this land. He said, I will gather them from all the lands and bring them into their own land and once they're in the land then he says I will sprinkle clean water on them and cleanse them from all their unrighteousness and from all their idols and then I will give them a new heart and put a new spirit within them and take out that heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within them and they will be faithful to follow after my statutes and then he says that he will plant us in the land that he gave to our forefathers and he will be our God and we will be his people. From Ezekiel 36. So what's important with this is we see that God God's bringing us back physically to the land, but once we're in the land, then he's bringing us home spiritually. And that's what we're seeing happen. Yeah. That that one scripture from Ezekiel 36, 24 through 28 is a perfect description of what God is doing in the land today. He's opening the eyes of the Jewish people like never before. It's so incredible that we are witnessing this in our lifetime. You know, Mm -hmm. these prophecies that literally set somewhat dormant for more than 2000 years. And right before our eyes, this is happening. And so you were sharing some stories tonight, and I'd just love for you to share those with our listeners of just some of the things you're seeing here in the land with, you know, the unity that's coming and the the eyes being opened of the Jewish people, because God's word said that that their eyes would be blinded for a time until the fullness of the Gentiles had come in. That's true. I believe we're in that time of the fullness of the Gentiles, which means that what's next, right? That the Lord is going to be returning soon. Yes, the blossoming of of the the fig tree. Yeah, one of the pictures of the fullness of the Gentiles 
Gentiles. Yeshua said Jerusalem would be trod under the foot of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And when he spoke those words, Jerusalem was controlled by the Romans. Then it went from one regime to the next to the next mm -hmm. and so on until 1967. That was the first time since Yeshua spoke those words that Jerusalem was a Jewish city. That's when it became a Jewish city. So that was the beginning of the times of the end of the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's been uh, expanding throughout these increasing. years. Increasing. Increasing. Yeah. Exponentially. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many testimonies. Uh, maybe I'll share one very quickly. We invite tour groups into our home for an evening of worship and sharing about Israel and what God is doing here. But sometimes we'll come to the hotel. There was one time it was a big group. Couldn't fit in our home, like 80-something people. And so I was leading a time of worship. And at the end, I noticed an ultra-Orthodox woman standing in the back looking really seriously at everybody from the back. Like I said, I was just finishing the worship. I put my guitar down and I, I went out after her to just to talk and that's what I do. And um, <laughs> and I said, so Machashaft, you know, what did you think? And and she said, who are those people in there? And I said, they were Christians, I think from Texas. And she said, didn't you see? They all had light resting on their heads while you were singing. Wow. And so the Israelis are starting to see something different about the evangelical Christians who are coming here now. Like I mentioned, when I grew up, I thought all Christians, all Gentiles were, you know, were Christians and they were all my enemy. They all hated me. So, but God is so moving on the hearts of Jewish people. And just like the scripture says, the true believers are provoking us to jealousy, especially when you pray. And when a Jewish person who's a, what I call a pre-believer, sees Christians praying like really, like, like you actually know the man upstairs and you actually have a relationship with him and oh god you're not just reading from a sidur a prayer book they see this and they say well you actually have a relationship with god and it provokes us to jealousy and this is what you're supposed to do people are hungry if you are sharing messiah with a jewish person just remember i'm still jewish like people ask me sometimes when did you become a christian and, and i tell them well actually i'm not i'm still jewish <laughs> and sometimes people get offended by and that and so is jesus yeah <laughs> That's what we tell them. Jesus you know, Jesus, well, you know, wasn't a Christian. It's kind of a shock. <laughs> you know, the Bible says that he went to synagogue on Shabbat, as was his custom. Right, exactly. Christianity is rooted in Judaism. Yeah, and all the disciples were Jewish. They celebrated all the holidays and Shabbat, and, and they were, you know, very Jewish. But they believed that Yeshua was the Messiah, and they were born again. That's the that's important thing. The that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah, that's the key yeah. thing. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Right. One of the things you mentioned that was really interesting is that so many of the scriptures that a Jewish person may not be familiar with at all, you know, when you start describing to them the nature or the personality of Jesus, things he did, his miracles, and they don't even know. They know nothing, yeah, from our latest video, The Great Jewish Leader. That's the follow-up to Isaiah 53, the forbidden chapter. They, they don't know anything. Talk about The Great Jewish Leader a little bit, uh, just to describe it. Yeah, it's the newest video. It's on Facebook. And they, it, the idea is to go around and have Israeli Jews read who was this great Jewish leader, some of the things he said, what he did, the impact he had, and then try to guess who is this. And they're just falling in love with Jesus while they're reading this until they find out who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, not not always. Some and your them. video, it's online for people. You've had, like what, you said maybe 8 million views now? 
of the Isaiah 53. Oh, that was Isaiah 53. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's this one This one has them. actually only been out in Israel, so it's only been to Hebrew speakers, and it's almost a million people. Wow. Which gets close to 15 to 20% of the Jewish population of Israel. So that's, that's a big... That's under a year. That's right. a big impact. That is. Isaiah 53 is on our website and with English subtitles. But what's interesting is they're not just watching the video, but it's on Facebook. So they're interacting with us and they're wanting to know more about Yeshua and thousands and thousands of people. Actually, it's really overwhelming for us. The interesting part there is that eyes are being opened. That's it. Yes. That's why. And seeds are being planted. See, if we would have done this you know, 10 years ago, there wouldn't have been this type of response. It's not so much about us. It's about what God God is doing doing. and the times that we live in. We just happen to be blessed to be in the right country at the right time. The fig tree (laughs) is blossoming. There's a lot going on from the standpoint of the news and all that is happening with Gaza. The sad part about the media, what the media portrays in the nations when there's a terror attack here in Israel or if Gazans are launching missiles or from Hezbollah in southern Lebanon, the media doesn't say anything about those missiles. And Israel, generally, we act defensively until they hit a house or they kill someone. And then we retaliate. But then when we retaliate, all you get in the news is Israel attacked the poor Arabs. And it's like, wait a minute, let's get the whole picture here. But because of that, our soldiers who are just young, they think that everybody hates them, that the whole world is against them. Carolyn, maybe maybe you can share the story on the Golan that happened with the soldiers. Ah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, once in a while, I'll go out with a tour group and just lead worship up on the Golan. I, I love worshiping out on the land, especially in the high places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was with a German group. So I equipped everybody with a Psalm 91 bandana and we ran into a tank brigade. The German Christians went right to work. They were handing out bandanas, giving hugs, telling the soldiers, you know, we're praying for you. We love you. I saw some of the soldiers crying. They were so touched. And these are bandanas that you've had done or someone had done they, for they you gave that us are the in Hebrew. To, to make them and, desi- and redesign them with uh, Psalm 91 and two scriptures from the Torah. And what were the yeah. two from the Torah? When you go out to fight, it is the Lord your God who fights for you. And the other one is, do not fear, only be strong and courageous. Mm. And so they, the soldiers, because these bandanas are the color of the IDF uniform, soldiers can and do wear these into battle because we know of testimonies where that's happened. This group of Israeli soldiers who met the German Christians, at one point somebody went to the bus and grabbed my guitar. So I just started singing, you know, Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila. <laughs> And it was the Israeli soldiers who grabbed the hands of the German Christians and they started dancing right there next to the border of Lebanon. It was amazing to see. And then at the end, um, all the soldiers were lined up to wave goodbye to us and we all were getting on the bus. And then I realized, oh, I didn't give them my CDs yet. We we give away um, my worship CDs, a lot of different original songs. We have outreach booklets and then the bandanas. So I jumped off the bus and I was giving out my CDs and one of the soldiers asked me, you know, why are you here with all the Christians? And <laughs> so I told them, I'm a Jew who follows Messiah. And I told them I'm like a bridge builder. One of the other soldiers said, oh, I heard of this before, but can you explain to us what that means? So in front of a whole pluga, a whole unit of soldiers, I was able to share what it means to be a follower of Yeshua. And wow. this is again, the kind of thing that we're seeing here. Just open doors, open 
open heavens, many possibilities to share the good news. Because really, when you think about it, we have the best news ever. There's Absolutely. no better news. Absolutely. Yeshua is Lord and he's coming back. And they have eyes to see and ears to hear now because God's opening them. When Yeshua was in Jerusalem, he was standing before the Jewish people and he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how many times have I wanted to gather you in my arms as a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not allow me. You will not see me until you can say, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So the important point here is that he's not coming until the Jewish people can welcome him as Lord. And that's what we're seeing. And it's that's the time. Happen. That's what's exciting. Tree is yes. beginning to blossom, yes. yeah. just like in Matthew 24. The Lord also tells us that he who blesses Israel will himself be blessed. Actually, that scripture is not entirely accurate in the English. Oh, enlighten me. Okay, <laughs> it's actually a little more severe than okay. what's written. It says, I will bless those who bless you. God is saying, Levarech, I will bless those who bless, same word, Levarech, Israel. But then God says, but I will curse, and that's lekalel, that's like, really God himself will put a really strong curse I will curse those who take you lightly or disregard you wow okay so you're right and in the English it would say curse those who curse you right and mm -hmm. so but, but that's, that's not that's not a, what it the, says the extreme part here is that when you overlook when you turn the blind eye and when you say Israel's not important or we don't care about them or you don't regard them right that's what he's saying that's a when curse. you disregard them or take them lightly it's not good <laughs> There are a lot of churches that are in dire need of understanding the scripture from the Hebrew point of view because we don't want anyone to be cursed by God, especially believers. And so believers need to have an understanding that God, the God of Israel, Elohei Yisrael, he is still alive, he is still active, he's still working today, and he wants his people, he wants the Jewish people, but he wants the those who are grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. The Gentiles. The, the Gentiles, the born-again Christians, he wants all of us to stand together for his plans and purposes, and part of his plan involves Israel. That's right. And so if people are saying, Israel. well, but it's not important, or who cares, no big deal, then you're disregarding what God says is important to him. How many times in scripture does it say, God dwells in Zion? Mm -hmm. It's true. You know, and scripture also tells us that not all Israel is Israel, and that specifically meaning that those grafted in will become Israel. The body of Christ needs to understand in a much deeper, more meaningful, real way that we belong to Israel as a Christian, that that's what we've been grafted into. This is also now our home mm -hmm. one day eternally, yeah. spiritually. When the new Jerusalem exactly. comes, we'll all be living there together. In fact, in Deuteronomy, it says Israel is the land for which the Lord our God cares. The eyes of the Lord our God are upon her from the beginning even to the end of the season. Amen. 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 With that being said, there is an opportunity for those that are listening. If you want to sow a seed truly and, and bless the people in the land of Israel and bless a ministry that is focused on helping Jewish people, bringing believers together on both sides, sharing the gospel and fulfilling this great commission that the Lord gave to preach the gospel to the nations and to teach them to do all that he has commanded. It's an opportunity to bless a ministry that certainly would be right in the center of God's will. And so if you would like to donate to these efforts, you can go to their website, which is heartofgod.org. And we spell God, G hyphen D. It's an ancient Jewish Orthodox custom that I grew up with. And it's only done out of reverence and honor for the name of God. 
So since we have a ministry to the Jewish people, that's, we, I, yes. that's how I write God or Lord. Okay, absolutely. So let's say that one more time. So it's heartofg-d.org. And of course, if anybody is interested in one of the bandanas we spoke of, we can send those and also CDs if uh, anyone's interested. You can go to our website. So you blessed us tonight with a song, and I'm just wondering if you would mind doing that for our listeners as well. Sure. It's the ironic benediction. I didn't write this. This is a traditional liturgical song that I learned in synagogue. And I'll say it in English and sing it in the Hebrew. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, we bless you from here in the Galilee. If you'd like to hear this podcast again, or if you'd like to hear another one, you can find us at tourofTruth.com. We'll look forward to chatting with you again soon.